Our name is Cape Crisis, and we're the fastest podcast alive. <laughs> hey, everybody. This uh, is Henry Gilbert, your host of Cape Crisis, the top podcast in comics, graphic novels, and sequential art. I haven't said that in a while. No, I? no, you have not used the, thrown out the sequential art term. It's hard to remember to say everything sometimes, <laughs> As, yeah, uh, especially when we're having conversations about Abraham Lincoln. Does that, keep, does that keep happening on uh, here? No, that happened once on here, and then when I listened to the... When I listened to a laser time I wasn't on, mm. then I heard more conversation about <laughs> Lincoln, s- where you br- broke out the Lorax voice for I Lincoln. I bet. Uh, good times. No, I- no, no. <laughs> I'm the Lincoln. I speak for, for the, the trees. trees. I can't get- Guys. Well, this, this has to be funny because yes. laser time was very serious this week. Uh, yeah, a little too. What? It was no, not it was serious. a great episode. I thought it was, it was awesome. Great- it really was. It was a great episode. Well, anyway, I'm Henry Gilbert, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter, and I'm here with Christopher, Chris Santista. Yes. Uh, but yeah, sound effects are working, but... This week's Laser Time was one reason why uh, people sure. should listen to a Most of our listeners are aware of uh, mm-hmm. gaming culture. And- yeah, yeah, it was a Twitter thing about why why aren't women in the gaming industry, one, and then hashtag one reason why, and then... Mm-hmm. Women tell a horrible story about being treated badly in the games industry. But I like Carolyn Cheryl wanted to do it, mm-hmm. but they're then they're like, no, it'll just be a bummer. I'm like, we don't have to make it a bummer, <laughs> but I don't know. It was it was sort of like it inadvertently became one of the most honest conversations I think you've ever had with Carolyn. A yes. couple of us had ever had. Yeah, where, yeah. where it was just like. This is my my. You deal, dropped my deal. the character. Ah. You dropped your character too. No, right? no, but I mean, beyond the character, it was just mm-hmm. I thought it was fucking fantastic, and well, it's very rare that we can get through something and feel positive about it. Yeah, it was also fun for me to listen to it, knowing I'd heard uncensored versions of those stories with names named. So mm-hmm. it was funny remembering, like I hadn't heard the one Cheryl told before mm-hmm. about um, uh, a. Sports game. Yes, a sports game. Yeah. Uh, so definitely listen to that one. Please. Yeah, especially if you hate my voice, listen to Laser Time, because I've not been on in a while. So you oh. should. Uh, you're, you're I'm on an upcoming one, I think. You are. Uh, though not next week's. How about this weekend? What? Nothing, what? nothing, nothing, nothing. I don't want to commit to this. Fine, fine. Well, I'm already going to the thing on Saturday, Oh, that's man. right. That's going to be super fun. Um, uh, yeah, but anyway, guys. Comic Any books. Comic books. I would also like it to take a moment to plug a cartoon uh-huh. Christmas. Oh, that's right. And I've been, I don't know why it's taken me so long to write up Ziggy's mm-hmm. Gift. Yeah, how uh, did you put that off for such Tom Wilson. Well, it was hard to find. It uh-huh. was like you actually had to buy it on DVD, and it was one of those DVDs Amazon just didn't have in stock. It was never available on Netflix. So it's directed by the director of Roger Rabbit, Richard, well, the Richard animation Williams. director. Yeah, yeah who, who did like. His body of work is nuts. I think he did that 1970 Christmas Carol. Yeah, and also and, and, a little uh, no, Raggedy, Raggedy and Andy movie. And those, yeah. I wrote up one of their Christmas specials directed by Chuck Jones. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. But, but that movie is like the trippiest, craziest thing. The Raggedy Ann movie from the 70s. Yeah, it's so weird. To, when you look at the work of Richard Williams, like you see he took on these things that were like mercenary jobs yeah. and then did the craziest shit with them. And that's that's like, who the fuck is... The fuck is Ziggy? Yeah. And, and, like, and like, it's an astounding looking special. Yeah. Well, because he took such pride in his work. And, like, when he directs something, the movement of the characters is so, like, unique. Nobody else would draw. Yeah. Like well, it's, it's also that he almost never reuses frames or backgrounds or yeah, angles. It's, and it's, it's instantly apparent, like, oh, how the fuck did Ziggy get this kind of treatment? It's incredible. And, and that special is very depressing. I, it's a little depressing, but what I what I took away from it, well, one I like. There's a quote Richard Williams said, "Give me gave me faithful writing cartoon Christmas," which is where I, every every day in December we post like a very long marathon written uh, stream of conscious pers- reaction of a Christmas mm-hmm. special, either or a Christmas episode of a famous cartoon show. You've been doing it for four years. Now. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I just watch something, take like 500 screenshots, and then write my immediate impressions, mm-hmm. and hopefully some some they get edited. Hopefully. <laughs> that doesn't always happen. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and just Ziggy was super surreal because it just reminded me of this Richard Williams quote. They were like, Zemeckis is shopping around Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. 1988, 89, live action animation 
Tour de Force, it's fucking amazing. Like, all hand-drawn. And, like, I think Richard Williams pat himself on the back. He's just sort of like a... Yeah, they kept saying... Like, he went shopped it around to other animators. And, like, no, this is impossible. He's like, no, (laughs) it's just difficult. Yes. And it'll take time. Mm -hmm. It's... Why would... You can draw anything. Why Why the fuck would it be impossible? And it just takes time. And uh, and I was like, all right, I'll keep posting sixty images of the Smurfs and <laughs> editing twelve hundred words. It, but um, and then, but Ziggy is. I, I, I'm trying to remember more silent protagonists. Mm-hmm. In, oh, in animation. In like animation, so like when Ziggy encounters somebody, he's like, he's a hippy dippy character. Mm-hmm. So his gags, he's like Bugs Bunny of peace. Yeah. He uh, just frees turkeys who are being sold to eat. He just gives money, like shatters the economy by pulling out cash and throwing it to people. It's it's kind of it's a little tiny bit of anarchy with a yeah. tinge of kindness. And I, I I don't know. I just would have I would have liked to have seen more of that. But I guess in, by 1982, that uh, peace and love horseshit. Was, and, and my only familiarity with Ziggy is is this is comics, right? Yeah. So there is is my dad. I just got a hand me down blue rectangular book of Ziggy shit with like an inscription from a friend this will blow your mind man like it's, it's and it's like it's tattered old as shit and I read that for probably two decades like just as a kid wow but that's it like imagine if you only had the 10th anniversary of Calvin and Hobbes <laughs> that book and then never read any other Calvin and Hobbes that would be odd so I, I have a great context but not a lot of experience with anything but the few things in that pages that the artist chose to highlight, or maybe it was just Sunday funnies. I don't remember. All right, yeah, talk Kate, that much. So, what have you been uh, reading? Yeah. What have I been reading? That, well, that's what I've been yes. reading. Ziggy and uh, your website. Yes, good for you. That's good. No, I did. I did. I did take some time, and I hate bring this up because I don't know. I, I like that I'm. I'm almost through with Ultimate Spider-Man. You mean up to date? Yeah. Well, I mean that series is over. Oh, you mean Peter Parker's yeah, Ultimate Yeah, Peter Spider-Man. Parker's Ultimate Spider-Man and uh, just the, the Clone Saga, mm-hmm. which was super fun. I thought that was a Oh, actually, fantastic. if you had the Clone Saga now, you still have like 30 issues. Yeah, I know. Okay. But I mean, You're 30 issues, what's that, a, like yeah. 10 minutes an issue? That's true. Yeah. I've been, jeez, uh, what did I read? Well, I just want to say, I know I know the, uh, we get a lot of shit for being Marvel zombies on here. But seriously, like... I've been reading Marvel Zombies. Marvel, no. Marvel Now is great. Like, I have been... Uh, I've been just enjoying everything they've been doing. And especially I've been enjoying that they've been putting out stuff bi-weekly in some cases. Mm-hmm. Like, issues have been coming out a lot faster, which has been really great for the pace of the story. It's like, waiting a whole month sucks. I don't like doing that. And DC still makes you do that. And so... Every time I blink, uh, dead, a Deadpool issue. Yeah, I know. New Deadpool, and they... It's good that they like can get the writers to be that quick. Yeah. You know, I'm really enjoying that. And like I've read the Thor issues one and two of Thor mm-hmm. by Jason Aaron. I really like it. Like the it it really ups the fantasy of Thor. And the uh, the first issue of the Hulk by Wade, I really like it. Mark Wade's Hulk is it. really good. Like the artist Lineal Yu is great. He's always been great. And so the con the concept is you know. Dr. Banner's Hulk again, and he mm-hmm. hulks out. And But he's also, the, he's really, Wade is playing up the pride of Dr. Banner mm. more because this happens right after Avengers versus X Men. And he's like, It's called yeah. in to save the day. At the end of event, he's remembering it as the Hulk. He's like, I was just the Hulk smashing stuff. And you know who figured it out and fixed things with some science thing? Tony Stark, I'm just as smart as him, and I'm going to prove it. And then she's, and he offers right. to work with Shield to prove that he can do it. Did I? Did I, did I, I may have actually read that. It just is like <laughs> you just got me thinking. Well, that's good to know. No, when I think, yeah, it's uh, worth it. The universe is open up. Yeah, you I don't mean, understand. And I'm like, yeah. That's a pretty cocky. Line. I don't. No, that's why I like his cockiness. Mm-hmm. I like that he's like he's finally saying like, no, I'm not. I'm not the scared victim anymore of yeah. the Hulk. I'm a super smart guy. Do you know what happens when I think that's... <laughs> and he's also like, sometimes I do turn into the Hulk, but I can manage that like mm-hmm. someone manages diabetes. <laughs> I can fit and I'll just work. You guys will just point me in a direction. A gamma insulin. I love it. Yeah. And so then he fights. There's also an awesome... So when he hulks out and starts fighting, he fights the uh, the mad thinker who's... Mm-hmm. 
su- another super smart villain. So it was cool to see Hulk versus super smart guy. And so there's this really cool scene where the Hulk starts fighting the Man Thinker, and the Man Thinker is is one of the smartest beings in the Marvel terrestrial universe. Mm-hmm. And so he starts fighting him, and he's doing these math equations as he's fighting the Hulk, and then he's holding down the Hulk, and the Hulk goes raw and is pushing back, and. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, well, actually, I'll just read the quote here. Did you, did you, while you looked that up, did you see that I just read some silly Joss Whedon quote in regards that he has turned in a spec or, or an outline for Avengers 2? Yeah. And oh, he, man. He claimed to Entertainment Weekly that the Hulk, always angry, is, he's like, yeah, that's actually kind of personally based on me as a <laughs> writer, creator of shows people love, but the people who pay me to make them hate. Oh. And so I walk. I walk around. <laughs> That's sad. Which is, you know, yeah. I'm always a little angry, a little testy everywhere I go. Everybody loves his stuff except the people who have the money to mm-hmm. let him make it. Till now. <sighs> okay, here's the thing. Uh, uh, the man thinker says to Hulk, "Is Hulk's trying to fight back?" And he says, "Ah, yes. The madder Hulk gets, the stronger Hulk gets. Well, foot pounds and newtons may rise with rage, but they're still just numbers for me to work with." I got such a cool, I don't know, that's, that's just such cold a cool line. Yeah. But then, uh, then the Hulk overpowers him, and he goes like, no, your strength is incalculable. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just such a cool scene. And then they're giving Hulk the new look, too, not just the purple pants look, but he's going to have like this neat armor. And then hmm. people are like, why is the Hulk neat armor? That's stupid. And then Mark Wade's response to that was, no, the armor is for Banner when he turns back. Like that, it's to protect him protect when his, he his, stops being Hulk. His jollies, yeah, being seen by everybody. Uh, it, yes, yeah, he does always end up naked. But yeah, so anyway, I'm what really weird, enjoying... what a weird time. Like I am, I am still slowly going through like DC's new Fifty Two. I'm just mm-hmm. to be totally honest, I'm waiting. You're gonna reboot your series with the new volume. Uh-huh. The old volume should be cheaper. Yeah, all those old ones should be a dollar ninety nine. And they're most. not, and yes. they never are. And why not? Like it, DC's actually better about it than Marvel about taking stuff down to one ninety nine. Yeah, no, they're actually they're they new fifty two issues. Mm-hmm. Like if it was one of the original fifty two, yeah, the first ten or so issues are a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, if is... I wasn't doing so much Christmas cartoon crap, I'd be pouring through. I, Really, I'm trying to like get, get a better background in DC. All that, all that yeah, shit is up there. I have been reading the the Flash, and I have I have been liking it more. But I think this is this is the problem I face, and it's because I'm a mm. continuity nerd, mm-hmm. which is why I like Marvel now. It's because Marvel now recognizes the past. The past always happened. They they're not saying it didn't happen, but they're not recognizing it. You just have a new status quo, mm-hmm. but that old shit still matters and can come back. And they still exist in this that's, world. That's why it seems actually I, a little... Other than the writer shift, uh-huh. it seems a little useless. No, no, no. Not when you read in practice, it's not. Yeah. Fantastic Four feels very new. Thor feels very I, new. I wasn't reading Fantastic the Four. The Avengers, before. Hulk... I did read FF2. Uh, they all feel way new. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, uh, They have whole new approaches to them, no matter how much... Everything that happened still happened. Mm. I haven't been reading new all new X Men though, Bendis's X Men book. Yeah. But uh, I hate the fucking name. Yeah, it's a dumb name, and I also don't like the <laughs> idea the, the of like, all new Archies. Like, when was the last time we used that? <laughs> oh yeah, know, that's like... something else I read. That <laughs> this is. <laughs> oh, buddy, <laughs> hold on. This is more of a news thing, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, George Takai and his husband yes. appeared in Kevin yes. Keller. I was wondering, did he? Because he's a. He's emblazoned he on the oh cover. My. He's like, it's my friend, George Takai. Oh, my. Oh, my. I'm George Takai. Vincent Price oh there. Oh, my. After the work on that. Oh, um, my. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, Fun fact, guys, about The Simpsons. George you, Takai would have been in the monorail episode. He was offered the monorail episode, but turned it down <laughs> because he said he could not, as someone who was on San Francisco's public transit board, he could not... Make fun of public Aww. transit, and then, then, then in the commentary when Conan O'Brien talks about, it, he says, "Yeah." And then we got Spock, and we're like, "God, we should have just gone in in the first place. He's a million <laughs> times better." But he had already been on the show. Yeah, George Takai had Spock had not. No, Spock. No, no, he was on. Appearance. Yeah, he was on X Files the second mm. time. But am I? <laughs> uh, the world needs laughter. <laughs> fucking. Uh, Aren't you one of the little rascals? <laughs> God damn. 
That was Quimby, wasn't it? All right. Yes. Uh, it made me think for a second. Um, I wondered, was George Takai paid for this? I don't know. Are I've... you paid to appear as yourself, or do you just give permission? Or they I give... think it's just a permission thing. And like, they print they you a big go... thing and send it to your house? Yeah, or... I would. Be, I bet it's just the honor. Like, Yeah, I, I bet it's just the honor of being in there. And, you know, George Takai is... Since coming out, has really been a big gay rights activist, mm-hmm. and so I would think he's, you know, definitely on Kevin Keller's side. I think George Takai's new persona is actually pretty irritating in how, like, <laughs> uh, in in how unflinchingly funny he's allowed to be on all social media. Yeah, he's like the first to post like a thousand things. <laughs> he says whatever the like, unlike a lot of other celebrities, says whatever he yeah. wants all well, the time. He's also an old man; he doesn't care. I know, but it's like it's. It's things I would like to say, but like my my bosses would take mm. issue. Um, he's an old man. He can he has all the money he needs. He can appear in whatever he wants. People are did, always going to ask him. Only for did stuff. three seasons. He did all those movies. <laughs> okay, I'll but yeah, him. he got screwed out of the residuals for the TV show, though. But he, really, I heard a lot of them weren't paid what they should have been. Like hmm. uh, for the resi- for the reruns, like well, they release it on a new format, like every eight weeks. So. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he also he can appear at any con and get paid like. Twelve thousand dollars. Is that how much? That, ooh, I gotta write something. I gotta me. think they. Yeah. Well, <laughs> why do you think those people appear at those cons? Mm. Like, not for. There just was a Star Trek convention in the city. I, well, I just assumed. Well, at this point, I don't know if we'll go to. I'll go to Comic Cons with my job mm-hmm. from here on out. Nor can I trick them into letting me in for free because <laughs> I'm not a member of the press. Mm-hmm. So now I have to be paid. So I can't pay my own way to Comic Con. <laughs> I know it just feels wrong now. Oh, the thought of it after five years. Oh man, just getting it for free. I look forward to going to Comic Con though. Uh, speaking of, on the side note of the one reason why thing, this mm-hmm. is a loose episode, but on the side note of the one reason why thing, I was on Laser Time this week. It reminded me of what Tony Harris said recently, which was kind of stupid about. Uh, what to, uh, I gotta look this up again. I want to quote him specifically, but yeah, Tony Harris. So at Comic Con, you may or may not recall that there's a lot of nearly nude women there dressed as oh, comic yeah. book characters or uh, slave girl Leia and everything. Mm-hmm. So Tony Harris took issue with that. He he, he basically was calling all these uh, ladies phonies in the cosplay industry. And in kind of a bitchy way, in a way that like, in a way that just sounds like he, in a way that it just sounds like he doesn't, he doesn't, he doubts any woman who goes to a comic convention. And so, all right. He says, I appreciate a pretty gal as much as the next heterosexual male. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I even go in for some racy type stuff. But damn it, damn it, damn it. I am so sick and tired of the whole cosplay chicks. I know a few. Uh, I know a few who are pretty cool, uh, but they are the exception to the rule. Here's the statement I want to make, and based on the rule, hey, quasi pretty, not hot girl, you are more pathetic than the real nerds who you secretly think are really pathetic. Uh, see, that, see that, well, part part of that irritate because. You know, I'm not as up to date on you on comics, uh-huh. and it's granted that's not focused at me, but it's excluding me from the conversation because I don't qualify to be as big a fan as you. Yeah, and that I hate that. I hate. I, I know I mentioned that to you before. Like, I hate it when you and Brett won't allow me to conversation because you clearly don't think I'm read enough to know what you're talking about. Yes, it happens sometimes. It does. Happen. That's irritating. So what he's doing is mandating that against almost an entire gender, at least yeah. creating. That's like a, a majority stupid. of the gender at Comic Con, mm-hmm. I don't trust you. You're not real. Are fans. you dressed up? Are you- yeah. Oh, you don't even know the comics you're dressed as. You just wanted to be slutty. Oh man. Because you want all these nerds to fawn over you, so you feel special. Like it's such. Why don't you it's take such it- a gross thing? You take it the other way, and it's like from that. So what it makes it sound like is like. Every woman is like this until they prove to me otherwise. Yeah, which he wouldn't do that to any man. Flip there. that, flip that around. Mm. Every woman knows their shit until they prove otherwise. Yeah, that would be much better way to think. He wouldn't do that if there was a super buff dude there, mm. like who was dressed as Luke Cage. Yeah, paid. Would, I've seen a picture of those guys. <laughs> yeah, would well would he also think then? Oh, you're a nerd. 
too. You must like dirty things. He'd be like, no, you're just a handsome man who just wants to be attractive. Like, bleh. I don't know. Yes, I well, it also annoys me that he goes like, uh, you. He he. He says to the women, like, oh, you like that all these nerds are going to masturbate to you later, right? And then it made me think of all... One of my biggest problems with Tony Harris's Art and Ex Machina, and he does mm-hmm. a great, great job. He is a great artist. Mm-hmm. But he cannot draw... He, he draws every woman in the slutty... 90% of his women in super slutty ways, mm-hmm. like huge boobs, like voluptuous figures. Like, mm-hmm. none of them... It's very rare when he draws a normal-looking woman. They all have these voluptuous figures. Sometimes, like full, like there's one phone scene where he's on the phone with one of his interns, and she's like in a negligee, brawless. Like she just, her tits are just hanging out. I was like, is, was this really needed for this scene, or did you just want to draw her naked, Tony Harris? I like, see. I, that's we didn't. So I we think somebody should tell on, Tony Harris. Oh, the, be, uh, guys are only masturbating to your work buddy oh okay fine we don't have to get i we didn't get into the objectification stuff in uh-huh. later time because like i don't share i think that's fine i think mm. there's a place for objectification yes when people draw it perfect you're supposed to be drawing like the uh, something i can barely imagine well yeah they should the, be the like ideal the, of everything yes, or ideal people but what I don't like is when it's clearly the male gaze that it's drawn in. It's not... Yeah, but the men are also that, drawn in the male gaze. Mm, no, like, that that was one of the biggest... Uh, we talked about it in one of the first hmm. comic book discussions we ever had about the New 52, the way they were drawing some of the women. Like, in, like, those Catwoman comics, Catwoman was in her underwear a lot. Catwoman was, like, flashing her cleavage hmm. everywhere. Batman kept yeah. his shirt on. Batman... They the, the the camera of the scene wasn't up Batman's asshole. It wasn't, but that's dr- uh, encircling his nipples. It was not, only Catwoman. But that's not what I want to see of Batman. I want to see Batman how I wish I was. See, that's why. That's why I said the male gaze. Mm-hmm. It was re- it was drawn by a heterosexual dude who just wanted to see the women. Like they're yeah. not. No, you're, you're to right, be you're right, fair, right. they should exploit the men more. Like that's what I'm saying. Like they they do they're always ripped. They are ripped, but they're not. They're not. Have you seen the Hawkeye Project? Does your does your dick dribble a little bit every time you see Wolverine with a shirt off? Mine does. Uh, have you seen the Hawkeye Project? I'm not into hairy guys. <laughs> uh, have you seen the Hawkeye Project? Um, it's this uh, this fan thing where yeah, they take yes yes they take yes. Uh, objectified looking yes. pictures of women in comics and then they draw Hawkeye in that yes. same position. They're like. Oh, do you see how this is weird? I totally... Like, if Hawkeye was posed like this with his ass sticking out, you would think that was strange? I totally forgot to look into that more, because I, I, I did see it, like, twice, and like, why Hawkeye? <laughs> uh, it why is hilarious we... that it's Hawkeye of all characters. It's Hawkeye, but it's brilliant. Yeah. Maybe that should be one of the banners. That should be our image for this episode. Oh, that, yes, I think it will be. That or fucking Ziggy. So, all right, audience mm-hmm. vote. We'll go to the phones in a second. Uh, so, what, instead of yes. what have I been reading mm-hmm. to get off of these political discussions, you keep dragging me into. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I've been making a list of things I want to read. Oh, uh, yes. Chief among them being uh, Avengers, numero uno. Yeah, the, the the one by Hickman. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Yeah, I, I've heard nothing but great things about it. I haven't read it. I've I've been well, reading Uncanny Avengers and enjoying it. But uh, what about? It's you know you you know me. You know this is going to hook me. I'm I'm scared you're going to say something bad about it. Thunderbolts. Uh, no, I am. Um, no, you don't I, like your Red Hulks. No, I've come to like him. I accepted him as a member of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. I thought he was cool. But the team. Yeah, no, I do like the team. My problem with it is is that the artist is Steve Dillon. Uh-huh. And I I love Preacher. Steve mm-hmm. Dillon's Preacher was great. But Steve Dillon, I'm getting tired of how he draws every face the same. Mm. I can't. His people are just so just, uh, I don't know. It really takes me out of it. His work on Punisher Max. And Punisher Max mm. uh, by Jason Aaron with Steve Dillon art. Is one of my favorite comics in a long time. Like the, it really, it does a great thing of the aging Punisher. Hmm. Like it's a really neat story. But and Steve Dillon is good most of the time, and then other times I'm like, 
God, this guy's face just looks like every other guy's face. Like, I can't well, luckily, stand every, it. One dude's all red. There's a woman, and the, everybody else is behind a mask. So, <laughs> well, okay. so well, Frank that's... Castle is the only face you're going to need to look at, pretty much. Uh, well, no. Uh, the, well, the only thing that makes Kingpin look different is that he's fat. Like, <laughs> the same the head? Different. Yeah. But, oh, oh, it's the uh, news. Mm. We should talk about news. I just what's the team? Do you know the team of Thunderbolts? Uh, well, I know it's Red Hulk, Elektra. Mm-hmm. Who else? Check. Um, Venom, Deadpool, yeah, cool. <laughs> and Punisher. Right. Yeah, so like kind of my favorite uh, oddball, and it's written by Daniel Way, who did the whole last Deadpool uh, run, which is yeah, which Daniel is Way is fun. I do like Daniel Way. Yeah, super fun. Oh, so uh, they cast uh, they cast Harry Osborn for Spider Man. I saw that news everywhere, but they assumed I recognized the kid playing. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie yet either. What's the, the movie? Uh, uh, crap, I can't remember. The one directed by uh, written by Landis's son. Mm-hmm. The the real footage. Expert. Oh, Chronicle. Film. Yeah, I've Chronicle. seen. No, I've seen Chronicle. It's it's yummy. Yeah, it's one of the dudes from Chronicle. Cool. It's some guy from it. I can handle it. And Jamie Foxx is still rumored to be Electro. Nope, but it, it was confirmed. Been. Confirmed now, eh? It is confirmed. I I ain't accepted no black Electro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the the fun, it, I hope this of, means Jamie Foxx will rap. Speaking of black casting, <laughs> I don't remember Michael Clark Duncan being in Sin City, was he? Yeah, he okay. was the... Uh, oh my god, yeah, his character... Were not everybody in Sin City a giant stereotype? His yeah. character... Would be seen as horrible because he's <laughs> he is the giant black uh, um, uh, driver escort butler man for a sexy white woman ah. who he sexually uh, want he is very attracted to but can't. Well, they have he is in the new movie the character it's played by you. the voice of all states. <laughs> You're in good hands, of all states. <laughs> uh, Twenty four. What's his name? Dennis something. Dennis Haysbert. It seems to me like he's 80 years older than Michael Clark Duncan is. I'd say at least 10. 10 years older, yeah. And that guy has a deep voice, but you know what? It's not Michael Clark Duncan deep. You're no, going to have to go deeper. I know, but I love Dennis Haysbert. Have you seen... Uh, oh, the actor's name is Dane DeHaan. He's playing it. But anyway, yeah, have you seen the... um uh, What was that movie? Uh, the uh, Far... Uh, far away to heaven? Or is it? No. Let's see movies with the word heaven in the title. It was uh, Julianne Moore and uh, whatever. No, Far from Heaven. Far I, from Heaven. Yes. I, no, I have not seen it. And it, what <laughs> were we talking know the about? Name. Dennis Haysbert. I, I'm really good at that. I'm good at movies. I'm remembering movies. Uh, also, did you see the poster for The Man of Steel? I did. It's weird. It's well. I mean, this is an image they've used lately in, mm-hmm. uh, in the comics of the American government arresting Superman. But what? Uh, for the movies, it's different. Have you, well, you said you saw the poster. I did, but what? Yeah. What's he arrested for? I don't know. The probably for being a weirdo. They're like, who is this guy? What the? It's probably because it's another goddamn origin retelling. They're probably like, we don't understand this guy. And then eventually America trusts him. Maybe it won't be another origin retelling. What? Why is he being a drifter then in the film and finding his own? Like, it is. But uh, but they could. I know know they're going to establish his landing. Yes. But I still think they could skip past that and get to another part. I really hope they do. If there's one thing. It may be an origin story. It may be a different origin story. Not the exact same origin story we got with Spider Man. There's one thing I like about that director. The uh, Snyder, mm-hmm. Zack Snyder, he can cut to the chase. At least, yeah. like that was the the Dawn of the Dead remake was better than it had any right yeah. to be. Should have been the worst thing ever. Yeah. But its opening, especially, is mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Like because you think they're gonna do this very slow start up to zombies. They have this lady going home to, to from work. She's a nurse, and then fucking bam! Immediately, zombies are everywhere. The world is dead. Like she is on the run. Her child is trying to eat her. Like it's so fucked it, up and so fast. It uh, it it actually, in a weird way, is like a perfect little mini movie. Yeah, I like the movie is the movie. That movie is bookended by two perfect short films. Yes, the them arriving at the island, mm-hmm. and then that that beginning and that, that credit sequence. And the middle part's all right. The man comes to town. The middle part's good. 
but uh, no, it's, I think it's I love I love that movie, and you know, tying back into comics, mm-hmm. written by James Gunn, probably helped. Yeah, yeah. Homeboys handling uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I can't wait for that. I wonder who Michael Rooker will play. <laughs> Is he in everything he does? He's in. Yeah, he was even in the. He's in a lot of what he does. Okay. He was even. A voice in Lollipop Chainsaw, which James Gunn wrote the script I for. I bet he's the voice of the dog. What? No, he's not oh, Russian enough. Oh, no, the Russian dog? No. Yeah. I don't know. He might, Maybe he'll just be somebody who in his space bar says to Star-Lord, Hey, why, why did, now, didn't I, you used to be Star-Lord? <laughs> now, Michael Rooker has such a squeaky voice, too. Like an intense didn't squeaky voice. used to be voice. Star-Lord. Didn't used to be star <laughs> That's I a really good Nick Nolte. Yeah, I helped you back. That Nick Nolte impression I just did was Patton Oswalt's uh, Nick Nolte yeah. impression. I, I like it when Nick Nolte gets super upset. I'm a huge mm-hmm. Nick Nolte. I just don't know. I don't know how with a voice like that he became a leading man. The '70s were a weird time. The '70s. I know. I know. When I look back at leading men in the '70s, like Gene Hackman. <laughs> And a very Semitic Jew. <laughs> but just, he looks he looks like the, if somebody, you find a picture of someone who looks like Gene Hackman, Hackman wearing the glasses that he always wore, yes. you just say pedophile. Well, the, oh, also like Dustin Hoffman wouldn't be a star Dustin now. Hoffman, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, oh, God, I can't even remember his name. Uh, the uh, Franco? No, the, <laughs> not old enough then, I see. The other, the other Jewish guy from that time who was in, in like, uh, De Niro. Uh, yes. Gino, Sidney no. Poitier. What? He was he was Ross and Rachel's dad on Friends. Tom Selleck. God damn it! What? I'm trying. Elliot yeah. Gould. Elliot Gould. Elliot yes, Gould. thank you. Uh, Elliot Gould is super Jewy, and he wouldn't think <laughs> it's he not an issue of Jew. I do like in Mash though that like the amount of hair on that dude's body as he yes. walks around sh- around shirtless is I think illegal in Hollywood <laughs> illegal for your leading man to have that much hair that's a fun movie I like oh Mash Mash yeah. is wonderful such a great movie Donald Sutherland he is underrated as an actor I think mm-hmm. he's got his voice I just want to hear him talk so do I I want to hear I want to hear narrate off with him and uh, Dennis Haber and he's still alive he's still doing it yeah he's still with us uh, uh, I, it's, it looks like Keith or Sutherland could die before him. Like he's, you think so? He's got a real drinking problem. Like he did like years ago. Mm, I think he's got a check on the stuff. Uh, anyways, sorry. No problems. I have one last thing about what I read this week before we take a quick break. Go for it, dog. Uh, see, I read Spy- Amazing Spider-Man six ninety nine. A great issue. It gives you all the answers to how Doc Ock took over Spider-Man's brain mm. in the previous issue. It's really great. Like. Great, uh, like, uh, it, it creates a very interesting situation. And it also has one of the most disturbing moments in Spider-Man history. Really? Where, uh... You don't, don't say what it all is. All right, but... Don't say what it is. Yeah, it's very, it's pretty gross. I'm not even looking out for the listeners. I'm going to read it right afterwards. I didn't know it was out. All right, yeah, it's out. And then, uh, on the day after Christmas, <laughs> all through the house. Really? No. Boxing Day? No, yes, on Boxing Day. The day after the end of Cartoon Christmas, I believe. On Boxing Day, yes. Amazing Spider-Man 700 will be out. Wow. That concludes the story. Mm-hmm. And so you'll see what happened to Spider-Man at the... Uh, uh, man, I, I don't know how he's going to get out of this one. <laughs> I know, the narrator Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, I don't know how <laughs> he's going to get out of this one. Spidey's really got himself back that's what the be, That's what Brett and I like. I just really like this story. It's going to an interesting place. We all know that he will be Spider-Man again by the time Amazing Spider-Man Two comes out. Uh, he's he's in Shield custody, right? What? No, uh, Doc, Doc Ock is, but yeah. he also has hours to live. Yeah, but so his his essence will be sucked into some Shield machine, and there it will stay, <laughs> and there it will be held until Nick Fury discovers it and gives Peter Parker his life. You'll never know. We'll never know. I'm going to guess oh, it's S.H.I.E.L.D. has the technology to suck the soul or whatever. Don't tell me what it is. I'll stop. I don't know. All right. But, jeez. Uh, I guess that's uh, that's about it for the news of the week. And when we get back on the other side, question of the week and your answers to last week's question. Mm. See you then. Whoever is unjust, let him be unjust still. Whoever is righteous, let him be righteous still. Whoever is filthy, let him be filthy still. Listen to the words long written down. 
when the man comes around. Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers. Hey everybody, this is the break in Cape Crisis issue 36 and wanted again to thank you all so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. And I wanted to talk about how you can help us out at lasertimepodcast.com and the Lasertime Podcasting Network. Uh, how can you do it? Well, first off on the Lasertime Podcast page in the upper left-hand corner, you'll see a button that says donate. You can donate us money straight through PayPal, anything you can you can donate to help does certainly help though there's also a t-shirt store you can buy t-shirts for laser time t-shirts and get yourself a nice little t-shirt and send us a little money it's really helpful and also if you want to help us with money that involves spending nothing extra on the right side of the screen you'll see links to amazon purchases for dvds games and comic books all great but the best part about them is even when you click on them, you don't even have to buy the thing you clicked on. Just buy anything through the image you click, the window you clicked open through Amazon. Buy, buy anything there, and it helps us out. So please do. Uh, and also, if you're listening to us on iTunes or Zoom Marketplace, please be sure to be reviewing us, subscribing, giving us five star ratings. All of that really helps the rankings and visibility on iTunes and the Zoom Marketplace. So please. It would really help us out if, if you haven't reviewed us yet, please do. And lastly, it's time for the Hanks Corner pick of the week. So you may have heard us a while back talk about how awesome Walking Dead 100 is. Well, now it's finally been collected in a beautiful soft cover version that you can put on your shelf after you read it. That's available through Amazon.com. Issue 100, the entire... Uh, new uh, storyline of new ways to fear is is so something to fear. It's such a great story. Ah, oh, God, it's so good. Like so, starts a whole new status quo for the series. For now that it's in triple digits, it has some of the most heart wrenching scenes in Walking Dead history. It's a really great book. So you can pick it up through a link uh, to Amazon.com that will be on the show page for this episode, which you'll find on LaserTimePodcast.com or CapeCrisis.com. So head there, check it out, and now back to the rest of the show. And welcome back, everybody, to issue 36 of Cape Crisis. We're back for the community section of this week's episode. And uh, so last week's question of the week was about uh, Hugh Jackman was in the news that he was going to be Wolverine again. And uh, <laughs> before before we already see the next time he's Wolverine, we already know when he's going to be Wolverine again. And that's in the Days of Future Past X-Men film. Which, uh, you know, actually I'm kind of pretty excited for. But so we asked ourselves, if, Wolverine, if Hugh Jackman were to finally stop being Wolverine, who should play Hugh Jackman? <laughs> Who should play Hugh Jackman? Who should play Hugh Jackman in the film Wolverine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so we reached out to you. I said Casey Affleck. Uh, Chris, who did you say? I can't don't remember. remember. Probably Charlie Day again. No, though somebody else copied you and did say Charlie Damn Day. Damn it! But uh, first off, we'll go with the first replier. Good old Pedo Bearclaw, uh, who has... Uh, I love his signature image, which is... Uh, Prince Adam from He-Man laughing with a rainbow background See, from hey, the uh, the classic Hey Ya hey video. Yeah. I love that video so much. Anyway, he says, maybe someone like Tom Hardy. They really do need to get a shorter guy next time. Wolverine is not fucking 6'2". That is very correct. Uh, Nathan Explosion says, if he were alive and in his prime, I would say Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, and I do. I'm just taking... A moment to apologize for the spam in the forums. Um, yes, we're sorry. 
No, but it's not that we're sorry. It's just that, like, try and keep up to date, get those people out of there. But this person has created a problem that I can't seem to fix. And I'm, oh, man. I'm upset. Uh, Barrel of, of Monkeys, the first time post, says Tom Cruise because it would be interesting to see Wolverine as a closet homosexual. Oh, Well, let burn. me just tell you something, though. You already got to see that when Hugh, when Jackman. Hugh Jackman played him. <laughs> well, not even closeted. Like he, uh, if you imagine that Wolverine is gay, uh, Kevin Smith had a very good like comment about it. Like Brian Singer made the being a mutant equals being gay, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sub uh, text of the books. He brought it to the forefront in the films, especially. In X Men Two, where they have a coming out scene about being a mutant, and yeah. like he says, like a kid tells his mom, "Yeah, mom, I'm a mutant. Well, have you tried not being a mutant?" And then they act all weird. And so Wolverine in that scene is just this militant guy who's just like, "What's wrong with being a mutant, huh?" And he's a big hairy guy in a wife beater, and so it's hard not to read him as gay in that scene. Yeah, like that's that's really is what he was going for, Brian Singer at least. Not everybody, but Brian Singer wants to make the X-Men all about being gay. I just think he made it an analog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stupid Sexy Wilder or Wild Femme Shep uh, says Brian Cranston could make a good old man Logan. I think that would be pretty cool. Holy shit. I'd like to see that. Brian Cranston I am the one who knocks, bub. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was terrible, Brian Cranston. I'm retiring. Uh... I love Brian Cranston. He's great. Uh, also, White Steve Harvey says Nicolas Cage, obviously. Wow. Nicolas Cage will star in anything for anyone. Yes. Because he needs money. This is very clear. Really needs money. Ooh, Jonah Whistle said uh, Joe Managaniello. He's a werewolf on True Blood. Oh, that guy. And Magic Mike. Yeah, he's okay. That or Vern Troy. <laughs> uh. The one guy in Nebraska who still listens to this. Is that the name? Yes. Post number four. He says Charlie <laughs> Day or Joel McHale. There's a Joseph Goron Levitt. In, uh... <laughs> oh, also uh, Darth Ender X. He said Richard Armitage, a.k.a. the guy who's playing Thorin motherfucking Oakenshield in, in The Hobbit. Never heard of it. Thorin is the one memorable. He's one of the I... fucking... Dozen, dozen of mm-hmm. dwarves in that goddamn movie. Yeah, Too I know many the story. Dwarves. Yeah, what the fuck? You're not familiar with The Hobbit? I read Some The Hobbit. I know The Hobbit. That. There's still too many. <laughs> if I could have him in the room today with me, J.R.R. Tolkien, I would say to him, "You needed twelve dwarves. Yeah. Twelve, yeah. six wasn't enough for you." He was thinking about the action figures. He knew, man. He was yes. Way ahead of the game. Uh, let's see here, Joe. Simply Joe says Vigo Mortensen. Though I disagree with that because Vigo needs to be, as we said before, Doctor Strange. Vigo is would be the perfect Doctor Strange. Uh, and then Country Blumpkin oh, says Benedict Cumberbatch, which uh, the dude who you know is, is Sherlock on the new Sherlock <laughs> show. Wow! Wait a second. Uh, Wobbly Hobbin said Freddie Rodriguez. Uh, yeah. Who's in Planet Terror and Six Feet Under, yeah. and I guess we bulked up a little. That's kind of perfect. Yeah, he's just the right size. I bet he's just the right age now. I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, and man, yeah, Bob Hoskins in the old days would have been perfect. For, yeah. What did you say? He was senile. He's got some health problems. Yes, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, and then Casey 25 says Chris Antrista. Hey, Chris, do your best Wolverine voice. I think I already tried. Come on, sir. Come on, dude. Boy, don't make me pull them. That's that's only from the first X Men pilot. <laughs> Snickety snick, y'all. Boy. Uh, and lastly, or this last one, I'm going to read. Slow octopus says, "How about CM Punk? Think about it." Tell, tell me. Wait, I'm going to try my Wolverine impression again. Tell me to put the uh, put the weapons down. Put the weapons down. I can't. Ugh, what a Ugh. stupid line. What? That was a dumb line. What? No, that movie. Oh, I hated that line God, so I was much. Say, you're the most evil casting director I've ever. 
online. Yeah, when you're in a ca- when you're casting with me, I start insulting yes, the script. That is stupid. When- <laughs> what a piece of shit. Who wrote this garbage? Oh, all right. Get out of here. All right. I'm just um... oh, so good. Okay, how about this one? Say, Nobody said uh, Crispin won. I'm happy about oh, that. The rabid Wolverine, Chris Benoit. <laughs> Man. All right. I feel better, brother. Guys, so here we are. Uh, this week's question of the week. You know... Uh, Somebody told me to play that again. I love that clip. <laughs> yeah, I should. should never leave pizza, the board. Pizza. Pizza. <laughs> radical, I've watched radical. that so many times. I need to watch it again. It's been too long. Too good. It's too, too good. Uh, now, the question of this week is, on the subject of Wolverine... What's your favorite Canadian superhero that isn't Wolverine? So, well, is Deadpool Canadian? I'm going to say no. Why? I thought he was. Maybe he is. Maybe. I, I have to look he, this up. He was founded by, he was collected by Weapon X, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're Canadian. That wasn't Canada? Weapon X is based in Canada. It's a mm-hmm. Canadian program. Oh, wait. But, uh, what's, what's the Canadian uh, Avengers called? Uh, no, you might be thinking of the Great Lakes Avengers. They defend America. No, it's the Canadian Avengers. Alpha Flight? Alpha Flight. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I need to, Oh, I'm trying to remember his name. Nah. Alpha Flight's pretty lame. Oh, it's totally lame. But the but bear... I, pu- oh, Sasquatch. It's not Sasquatch. He's got a, he's got a cooler name. His name is Sasquatch. No, I'm not, I, it's not Sasquatch, though. You mean Puck? No, I'll come back. Come back to me, Hank. All Go right, ahead. well, then I... <laughs> Well, then I am going to go with my favorite Canadian superhero, which is Puck, mm-hmm. the tiny member of uh, of Alpha Flight who gets bounced around, and uh, he's a little hairy dude who's just, like, tough. But what I like about Alpha Flight in general is that they were created by John Byrne, a, a Canadian who just wanted to have more Canadian superheroes. He was so sad that Canada was so underrepresented in comic books that he had to just create his own uh, comic book characters, whole cloth. Just, that's why Wolverine is a superstar, because John Byrne wanted to make him cool because he was Canadian. And that's also why Wolverine's even on the X-Men, is because oh, it was when they created the new X-Men, Professor X wanted... A uh, multicultural group. He got people from Scotland, Japan, Germany, Russia, mm-hmm. Africa, <laughs> and no one from Mexico. Nope. But uh, too many of them. But, uh, that's multiple man. Says so, Stanley. No. And, <laughs> but then he goes. Then he goes up north and recruits Wolverine. Mm-hmm. So so all right. And now do you have results? Uh, I was thinking of. Ursa Major, who is actually uh, from the Soviet Union. Aha! I My thought bad. so. My bad. Um, I thought so. So I'm going to say Puck 2, the daughter of Puck. <laughs> well, no, North Star is pretty fun, too. I like North Star. Um, shit, is there anybody I wouldn't know is Canadian? Eh, I should have researched this better. Yeah, you should have. Should have. Yeah, I failed you guys. And I failed how about to have a, just uh, your non- favorite non-American superhero? Yeah, let's do that. Favorite non-American, non-American superhero. superhero. Well, then mine is no one Canadian. It's. Uh, <laughs> oh. uh, no, it's. Jeez, uh, who would it be? I think it would. Uh, oh, there's the, uh, there's the Israeli superhero, Sabra. What? Yeah, it's uh, a woman with raven black hair who defends oh. Israel, and her name is Sabra. Uh, with, the, with what? Uh, with guns and stuff. Oh, no, no, no powers? I think she has some enhanced abilities. Okay. Uh,. I really like Union Jack also. He's, yeah. he's kind of cool. He gets like his him. moments. Yeah, yeah. And also that... Uh, uh, no, who's that one guy? Rocket Red. I like Rocket Red in the DC Universe. He's, uh, he's a basically an Iron Man for Russia, mm. except he has a very like shitty 80s robot body that they haven't updated since the fall of the Soviet Union. Mm. But it's a, it's a cool costume. I like that. I like this question now. All, right, All well, of a sudden. Who's yours? I just said mine. Puck 2. <sighs> what? Come on. All right. Non-Canadian. Uh, Non-Canadian. Captain Britain. The uh, Banshee? Not Banshee. Holy shit. I was trying to duck this question altogether. I don't know. Where's Doctor Strange from? 
He's American. No, he's not. He's from. He my... studied abroad, but he is American. How about Iron Fist? He's not from America. Yes, he is. Damn it! Danny Rand was born in America. He yeah. went to the Lost City. I know where he of grew Kulun, up, but uh, no, I, I don't. I don't have one right now. Oh, actually, no. I like the Master of Kung Fu as well. He's I like the Superman and Red Sun. <laughs> All right, sure, <laughs> that, that can work. Uh, he's a cool guy. It can that 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 ish that that run always seems to come up as kind of a lifeline here. Actually, Black Widow's pretty awesome. Where's she from? Russia? Yes. Russia? Uh, I didn't know if it was from some other fucking shitbag Eastern European country. Of course, she was created in the in the fucking... She was created in the Cold War. Of course she's Russian. Dude, maybe I wasn't reading a lot of comics during the Cold War. Uh, I sat the 50s out. Fine. I did. Well, anyway, so... In the uh, forums on Laser Time Which podcast. I'm trying to clean up. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, if you can trudge through the garbage, you go to lasertimepodcast.com. Anybody want to be a the mod? forums. <laughs> and when you're on there, you can um, find in comic discussion this week's question of the week and respond to it there. And we'll maybe likely read your answer on next week's episode. Oh boy. Uh, so we've reached another end, Chris. Yeah. Another end of another episode. But do you want to... I know you'd love to pimp it one more time, but let's just remind people, yeah. Laser time, a cartoon Christmas. Cartoon Christmas. I love... I just want to say that I love Christmas specials. Love them to death. You created a website I always wished existed because... When I first, you know, mm. came on to the internet and at Christmas time, I would always look for, like, write-ups and reviews of classic Christmas specials, but nobody cared to do it See, until you're you. you the one. I was the one person <laughs> looking for it, and now I'm, I'm one of your biggest fans. I did see that. I see that more and more people do it every year, and then the Onion starts doing it, like, I'm not as Oh, you mean the A.B. Club? Don't <laughs> do it. Well, they're also they're dedicated only to writing for the AV Club. They're not yeah. doing it in their off hours. Yeah, yeah. This is I'm I'm about to die. Well, once you get to a hundred, then you can die. But first, get have a hundred up. Yeah. Don't give up Go until then, it. Chris. Only twenty more days. <laughs> Everybody support Chris and give him a big hug. Yeah, people have been really cool and, yeah. and pitched in. And don't nice. forget, if you're buying Christmas presents, the Amazon.com links, guys. Help us out. We, you know what we would like for Christmas? A new computer. Yeah. So maybe help us out with the little support on just buying Amazon stuff through links, guys. Maybe Come a new podcast, which costs money to host. Yeah, every new podcast we do costs more money to host. Yeah. For you, but it's worth it because we love you. I just like doing podcasts. Yeah. What about video games again? Oh, well. But uh, so. We will talk to you later on next week's Cave Crisis.